Hi, are you a gifted or twice exceptional adult who feels a bit stuck in your journey? Do you have goals and dreams which you would love to achieve, but you don't know where to start or feel a little bit overwhelmed? Or maybe you have a thousand ideas, 500 projects, and get distracted by your own thoughts and would love some support on focus and accountability? Whatever gets you stuck, I wholeheartedly believe that gifted and twice exceptional specific coaching will help you unleash your power so that you can be your most authentic gifted self. I recently embarked on my journey on becoming a gifted and twice exceptional coach. So if you are interested in working with me one-on-one, please reach out via email at hello at giftedunleashed.com or you can find more information about my coaching offers on the website giftedunleashed.com forward slash coaching. I would love working with you and I would love to get you unstuck. So please reach out and let's get started. Hello and welcome to Unleash Monday, where we talk about the brain, especially the gifted brain, and how does it affect our thinking and experience of the world differently. There are a lot of stereotypes and stigma around giftedness, and I'm here to challenge those. I'm here to raise awareness and to have a conversation around this topic of what does it mean to be a gifted adult. Common experience among gifted folks is that they feel out of place. They don't quite fit in. They are too sensitive, too intense, too emotional, too overexcitable, and too deep thinkers about the world and about themselves. So if you have been called too much of about anything, then this show is for you. My name is Nadia. I'm too loud, too colorful, too bubbly, too bossy, and I love to talk too much. So welcome to my world, and I'm so happy you are here. Welcome and Happy New Year. I hope you arrived safe and sound in 2022. For today's episode, I thought about how I can support and inspire you to embrace this new year and use it as an opportunity for self-growth, self-love, and more happiness in your life. So before we dive into today's conversation with my amazing friend, Alice, I would like to share a few things beforehand. So... First of all, I would like to know, did you write down some New Year's resolution this year? How is it going so far for you? Are you like me and gave up altogether? Because every time you do, you don't stick with it and feel like a failure. Like, why do so many people fail to stick to New Year's resolution anyway? So apparently, the reason is that they are focused on the outcome. We want to lose 10 pounds, but it's the outcome, not the practice that we focus on. So it is much more sustainable to really understand your why. Why do you want to lose 10 pounds in the first place? To lead a more healthy life and to feel better and more energized, I assume. But this is not yet the core. The best way to change a behavior, to change a habit according to what I have read, <laughs> because I'm not an expert on this myself, but I will put all the resources that I came across in the show notes so you can go and have a look. So the best way, according to what I have read, is that we need to focus on our identity if we really want change. So who do you want to be? You don't want to be just a person wearing the running clones. You actually want to be a runner. So if you tell yourself, I'm a runner, even before you got into your first run, then your actions define this identity. So it's like casting a vote for you. Sometimes you run, sometimes you stretch, sometimes you take a day rest. It is the majority of those votes that you cast every single day for your identity, which will get you closer to your goal. So basically really focusing on who you want to become and then every day with little actions casting votes. My favorite book for habits and changing habits is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's very famous and popular, but I really embrace this book. And I think there's really some really amazing nuggets. So if you want to have some habit changes in 2022, I can highly recommend and I will put the link in the show notes. But how can you then motivate and keep yourself accountable when the going gets tough? There are two practices that I really love, which I also want to mention here. And if that's something you want to pick up in 2022. So one book is called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It's a 12-week program. And it's about how writing morning pages and going on 
a date with yourself, with your creative self every week will help you unlock your creativity. And basically, this practice of journaling really helps you to understand who you are. And the other resource I really love is bullet journaling. And I use this especially in my day job to really have one single notebook, which contains an agenda, daily to-do list, a monthly overview, and other incredible things. So all you basically need is a notebook. And the method is really simple. I will also link down below the resources. And the person who came up with this is Ryder Carroll. And he actually has ADHD. And he came up with this method, which helps him really keep himself accountable, keep his thoughts on point, not going all over the place and really have a space instead of having post-its all over, but really have a space throughout the day where you just, when a thought pops up, you have a page where you just write it down and then it's just a reflection tool. So I can highly recommend. So yeah, these practices really makes you reflect on how every single day is going and having an honest dialogue with yourself, basically. But sometimes it's really difficult for us to figure out who do we want to be, especially as gifted and 2E adults. We are more often than not multi-potentialites. We have a thousand ideas, 500 projects, and we get overwhelmed and don't know how to allocate that precious time which we have each day. 24 hours are simply not enough. And one profession, one career is usually not enough. One hobby and only a handful of interests are not who we are, right? But who are we and who do we want to be? And do we want to focus down and really hone in for a certain time of our lives to be, you know, somewhere specific? For me, a very emotional and freeing journey started when I discovered the Marie Kondo method in 2018. And this is a tidying method developed by Marie Kondo, the Japanese tidying guru, if you haven't heard of her. She's very famous, has her own Netflix shows. And for all the non-native English speakers, tidying really means putting away your belongings. In contracts, the meaning of cleaning is basically focusing on dirt and that sense means confronting natures. But tidying, really, you confront your own things, your belonging, your stuff, and it means confronting yourself. So when I came across the Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, it was so eye-opening and transformative that I decided instantly to attend her first European seminar in London in 2018, and I became a certified KonMari consultant. I went through this certifying process and along the way made incredible friends. And after discovering the topic of giftedness and neurodiversity, my focus kind of shifted a little bit and I let go of being a Marie Kondo consultant with gratitude. Obviously, the teaching is still something I practice and I love and I love to share, but I'm no longer an active member of the worldwide KonMari consulting community. And just for trademark purposes, I need to really state this. So I'm not a consultant anymore. And all of what I'm and my friends are talking here are our own opinions and do not reflect on KonMari Inc. So just that we have this disclaimer here. So because this method is so transformative and life-changing, and I thought the beginning of the year is the perfect time to use this opportunity and to invite my friend Alice, who is a Marie Kondo consultant, and as I later found out, is also a gifted adult. And when we first met Alice and I back in 2019, Alice and I knew we lived in the same city and we actually got in contact and we scheduled to have coffee. And when I went to meet her, for coffee, I stood at the bus stop in front of my house and then Alice was waiting at the same bus stop. So it turns out we're actually neighbors and we didn't know until this point. So we then still went with the bus to a coffee shop and then went back home on the same bus. It was really funny. So Alice Bauer is a certified master KonMari consultant but also a multi-potentialite. She has lots of other professions and interests, and that is why I invited her onto the podcast today so she can share her story and how tidying changed her life and how learning about giftedness empowered her. So here's Alice. Welcome, Alice. It's so exciting to have you on this podcast. 
Thanks for having me. So we've known each other, not for a very long time, but for a couple of years. And we met through Marie Kondo. But the funny thing is, we're actually neighbors and we didn't know. Right. So when we met, I think it was 2019, and we just hit it off right away. At the time, I had no idea about giftedness or neurodiversity. So we met and we just, I think we became friends instantly. 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 And like me, you have a thousand ideas, 500 projects going on. (laughs) (laughs) And so just to showcase a little bit for the listeners why I bring you on to the show today. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself and all your projects? And I think you have even two university degrees, as I I remember. (laughs) So do you want to share a little about who you are and what you're doing up until now? And then we talk about the Marie Kondo method, obviously. Okay. So as you already told, I also did the Con Marie course. I did it in 2017 in Los Angeles and I was so interested and knew right away I wanted to do this. Tidying is really my passion. I would not say that I'm a tidying fanatic, but tidying has always been a big part of my life. So I tidied as a, as a child. I always tidied my closet. I kept my t-shirts in a row sorted by color. And I think that my mom thought I was weird. She's just a weird kid. She's tidying. She, what's wrong with her? And But that wrongness, I think, was a big part of my, of my younger life. And I finished my A-levels in, in Austria. Everybody of my class was completely happy. I was the only one crying because I did not know what now to do. I had no plan. I was really overwhelmed by a thousand interests, a thousand possibilities. And that it was very hard for me to to just make a choice and then live with the choice that I decided, okay, this is a job and I will do it for the rest of my life. This is something I could not imagine. What, What did you decide to do at the beginning? At the beginning, I honestly did not really much. I worked for for Austrian Airlines okay. in Vienna and then decided, well, this is absolutely not what I want to do. And uh, then I started a short career for two years in an office, which I really loved. Uh, I worked with India and Russia, and it was much more interesting. And all the products from uh, electric insulating materials were fascinating and new and inspiring. And then 2003, I decided that I'm going to do a very big step and I moved to Switzerland. And firstly, I worked as a waitress in Zermatt. I decided to go to Zermatt because there's a lot going on in Zermatt all the time. And I love snowboarding and uh, nature, and go for walks, and I started my Swiss career in Zermatt, and moved to to Interlaken then, lived in Zurich for a short period of time, and then I decided just to move to Basel. And along the way, you picked up Two university degrees or? (laughs) Somewhere, yeah, exactly, somewhere. So what did you study? I did study interior design in the first run. And then 2013, I decided to go for the Bachelor of Primary Education as well. So you're a teacher and an interior designer. Absolutely. And now you're also a professional organizer and helping people tidy their homes. As you just said, you already tidied as a kid. You love tidying. I think that's what really separates us. I was the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up being very, very untidy. And it was only when I read Marie Kondo's book that I realized I'm not alone. And I... 
I always felt really stupid. I was like, if I'm so smart, why can I not keep my my room tidy? How can I not keep this, you know, in a way that people like to come over? And what I realized through reading Marie Kondo's book is that she says, you know, a lot of people don't actually learn how to tidy. It's usually self-taught. Your parents yeah. tell you, go to your room and tidy it up. And either you come up with a system that works and apparently you seem to have this innate flair for your room and how to tidy. And I was totally overwhelmed. I had too much stuff. It didn't even fit into the drawers. Yeah. So growing up, you said tidying really sparked joy for you. You really liked it. Yeah. But did it also do something else? I'm leading the question here a little bit because I know tidying is so much more than just having a beautiful room. Why, why this love for tidying? I think that while you're tidying, through that motion of going one step to the other step, just moving things around, you do also clear your inner state of mind. I think this is this is the the main reason. And from for me personally, it is very, very satisfying to see what I have done to instantly see a result. Hmm. Yeah, and it's really interesting that you say that by organizing your own room probably already as a child, it gave you inner clarity, it sorted your thoughts. Yeah. I think for me the room reflected my inner state as well. It was very chaotic. Yeah. And I think that was my, my inner world as well. It was very chaotic. Somehow I always knew where my things were. Like, even if it's messy, I know exactly where my things are. I don't yeah. have to search for them. But once as an adult, I learned how to tidy. It really helped me sort my own thoughts and... It's still to, to this day when I'm stressed yeah. in my insights, yeah. <laughs> it reflects in my room. And as you can see, luckily, this is a podcast and people can't see. <laughs> you can see my room. It reflects, you know, the last state of the year, like there was so much going on and it piles up. So when you're stressed, does it also reflect or is basically tidying something that really calms you down and helps you? And the more you're stressed, the more tidy you are, or does your room get untidy sometimes? It depends. But of course, if I am stressed and I get home late, I'm absolutely not in the mood for tidying. <laughs> and I think tidying is a thing I do when I need a solution for something. It's kind of meditating a little bit because it's so easy. You don't have to think a lot and just put your things away where they belong. It's so easy because you know where their home is. You know where to put them. You don't do not even think about this. And therefore, I think I'll get this, this calmness and this meditative state then. So... We just jumped right in and talked about the tidying aspect and how it helps the inner peace. Do you want to share a little bit about the KonMari method in general so people know what we're actually talking about and why the KonMari method is different from other methods and why you fell in love with KonMariing? Even on top of already being tidy as a child, you still decided you wanted to do this KonMari training. Do you want to share a little bit about the KonMari method? Yeah, of course. I was in a really difficult point of my life when I just searched for, an, for a nice audiobook somewhere in the internet. And I then saw the life-changing magic of tidying up. And that instantly spoke to me. So I just clicked the button and started listening and uh, I loved the voice of Emily Lucella. So I just went for it. And I think about 
20 minutes after I uh, started the audiobook, I found myself <laughs> taking every piece of my clothes out of the closet, piling them up and just start with the method. That was really a strong desire to do it. That was so motivating and I loved it. And I think the the main reasons why I am so convinced about the method is that it's so easy. You just have to follow a few steps, stick to these six simple rules and you will be successful. And honestly, it's not easy. So it's a, it's a very big thing to do. So do not expect any results in the short run, but in the long run. Because I think the most important thing is really to, to first declutter everything, everything, and then decide where to put it. And for me, the method is, is very helpful because you get an overview what you actually have. Normally, after we started, people are completely overwhelmed how much, for example, clothes you have. And I think that impact is preventing them from buying more, buying thoughtless, being more aware of what I buy, why I buy, being aware of yourself. How do I behave? How I am? Who I am? I was always a person, I was convinced that I'm um, made to sue. And I have a nice sewing machine and I have a lot of garments and everything you need. And during the KonMari method, I revealed I'm not the person that sues. I am the person that would love to sue, but I'm not doing this. So why do I keep all that stuff? And I think that brings me nearer to myself. So I really saw, who am I? What do I want? What do I need? And yeah, what are my likes, dislikes? Yeah, it's it's really digging deeper. Who are you? Who you want to be? Who you yeah. want to become? Through a simple method of tidying. So yeah. as you said, it's simple rules, but the act of actually tidying is not that easy. No. <laughs> so the rules are very simple. As you said, it's confronting everything to ask yourself, does it spark joy? And only things that you really love, you keep. And yeah. then you make a vision for yourself, how you want to live. Then you tidy by category. You declutter first exactly, and you do it in one go. Do not stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I miss anything? Is that these are the key I points? I think that you need to, you really make a contract with yourself. I'm doing it. It's like losing weight. You really have to be completely committed to do it. And then you already said you should tidy by category. Should we mention the categories for your listeners? Yes, let's let's mention the categories quickly. You start with clothes, then you move on to books, everything paper and paper related, komono uh, in Japanese, and then with your with your memories, your sentimental items. Yeah. Yes, and what's interesting is that the profession of a KonMari consultant. Basically, you help people go through the process and you're accompanying them. But there's other professional organizers you can hire. They come to your house. They tidy your house for you. They, they rearrange it. They fold it nicely. You come home and everything is perfectly done. But it doesn't have this life-changing effect. No. It's, basically hiring as you just said like a personal trainer and you have to do the push-ups when you work with a KonMari consultant because it's the act of deciding what you keep and it's very it's a very personal journey as well absolutely absolutely tidiness is a completely personal thing 
because for one person it's tidy when nothing is on the floor and for one person it's tidy if there is just a pile in the corner so it really depends yeah and and letting go of this instagram utopia oh absolutely absolutely that's unreal <laughs> and learning yeah I think for me, the Marie Kondo method was really one of the first steps to kind of start living a more authentic self. I think you and I, as you said, we both have so many different projects. We do so many things, but learning to really listen to yourself, to really yeah. ask yourself, is this what I want? Is this yeah. what I want to keep? Is this something that supports me in my life and my vision so should we talk about the vision part of the method because I think the tidying is one thing yeah. but it's why people come people usually come to I would say Konmari consultants to have a, a tidy kitchen that's usually is, is yeah. that for you the same yeah 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 they always come with with the project we need we have a garage also we have a garage but we cannot use them can you help us so this is this is just a normal uh, question yeah so they want one part of their homes tidy but once you understand this is a wholesome project and it's not your partner that's at fault people usually point a finger at their partner and say yeah yeah he's he, he's top. doing that <laughs> He leaves his socks and he's the problem. No, we start with ourselves and really, really start understanding who we are and who we are as a person in a relationship, who we are in our daily lives. I think this is because you're just dealing with your own stuff while during the KonMari method. You're not caring about the stuff of your husband, your kids, your dog, your horse. You're just responsible for your stuff. And you're clearing what you want. It's all about you. Yes. The very, very first step, which I must admit, before I went to the seminar, I actually skipped. And I think a lot of people skipped it. And I think you did too, when you said you listened 20 minutes and then you went into your, your drawers and, and took out all your clothes. The first step of the Kumaring method is to actually have your own vision and to really sit down and listen to yourself. Do you want to share a little bit what, what, that, what that first step is? And so that's maybe something people can even do before they tidy for 2022. Yeah, sure. I have not known that you also skipped the first step. Oh, I, I this was is completely new to me. <laughs> well, I can share that story. I, I was basically at home sick. I had a bronchitis in yeah. 2018. So way before COVID and I self-isolated for two weeks and it was a viral infection. So as a biologist, I knew <laughs> the antibiotics won't work. So I just need to stick it out, sit at home. And I didn't feel well. And so around me, stuff started piling up. And once I rec started recovering, I felt a little bit better. I was sitting in this mess surrounding me on my couch. And I found somehow, I don't know how, probably through Facebook ads or something, I found a video of Marie Kondo mm -hmm. and I watched it. And within five minutes of watching that video, I was in my sock drawer <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't read the book. I really started with, with the clothes as well. I started doing by category and I was like, oh, you start with the clothes and you subcategorize it. And then I had this emotional experience mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and only once I read the book, I was like, oh, it's not just me. It is life-changing. It's very emotional here. Yeah. So, but then I really skipped the part of doing the vision. However, once I moved into a new apartment together with my partner, I then sat down and created this vision for myself. So I did it just a little bit later on and I had to declutter to 
a second time just to fit our belongings together and have yeah. basically a, a joint life. But do you want to share a little bit like how can people create a vision? What's important in your vision and any tips and tricks from your side? I think that the clearer the vision, the easier it is. For me, I can just imagine my vision and I'm happy with that. What I really can recommend is to make a vision board and cut out pictures and articles and words that speaks to your heart that you want to use on your vision board and then just stick them, stick them on the paper and hang it up somewhere where you can see it all day long or all year round. And what should people focus on? Like if you say vision, what, what kind of vision? What, what do you need to envision? How would I like to live? It's not all about furniture. It's about who is that person that lives in that apartment? What is that person doing? What are the routines that person implemented for her life or his life? What are the habits of that person? So with yourself, basically, what do I want exactly. to have in my life? What, what habits I want to create? Exactly. And um, what does it take to get the person I want to be? So I think to mention that mini steps is a, is a really big challenge. It's like a subcategory. It's easier to achieve. And then you have a new starting point, And from there, you, you start to move on. So. By that, I mean, if you'd like to lose, let's say, 20 pounds, it's probably a good idea to give yourself a goal in between or a few steps, let's say four times five pounds, and to reach that five pound goal four times, then to imagine, oh, uh, 20 pounds, mm, that's a lot. And I think that keeps you motivated. Yeah. I completely agree. Many steps is the thing and being kind to yourself, but having yeah. really a, a nice daily routine. And I think you, you mentioned previously to me that you grew up having these daily routines in place. And now it became very trendy to have a morning routine, to have you know, a, a daily routine. But at the time, I think you didn't even have a vocabulary for it. You just did it. Yeah. How does your routine, maybe you want to share how it looks like and how does yeah. it set you up for success compared to not having a routine? I was uh, really amused by the word routine. Do you have a morning routine? I had no idea that the thing I was doing, they call it routine. And it did not came to my mind that not everybody is having a routine. I thought this is how um, a human being is functioning. Yeah, I think that getting up early is a good thing. I always was an early bird, so I get up about 4.30 to 5. It depends a little bit. And um, then I'm making myself a cup of coffee go to the bathroom, go back and um, continue my coffee. While I am having my coffee, I'm making myself a list for the day. Normally, the main key points are already noted down from the evening before. Because when I write down things in advance, my brain is like, completely empty and it's a pleasure just to sleep without any sorrows without nothing just being calm so just to interrupt when you say you have coffee in the morning what kind of mug do you use I think being a KonMari consultant yeah that we take things now for granted but I think the listeners here they really don't know or understand what the KonMari method means. So the KonMari method really means to surround yourself with things that support you, that spark joy, that make you happy. Yeah. And that's why when you say, I take my coffee, my first thought was like, what's your favorite mug? 
My favorite mug is a Turkey's, I would say, Moroccan style mug, which I really love. I mean, I'm only surrounded by things I love. So I love my slippers. I love my toothbrush for everything she's doing. Um, I love my towels for keeping me dry after having a shower. I really only own things I love or I highly, highly appreciate so that I can say that I love them. And you said you're creating a list in the morning. So I also imagine, you know, your favorite notebook and then my mind already goes in five different yeah. ways. Like, oh, does it have dots? Is it a white page? Is it like, does it have lines or is it a grid? <laughs> What it, kind it's of- a dotted page. I love dotted notebooks and it's always dotted. Normally I'll write with uh, with a dark gray felt pen, which I really love. And you do calligraphy as well. I remember yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. also something you like to do. So you really have these aesthetically pleasing habits. And I just wanted to get the listeners to to have this vision when you have your morning routine it's not just you know a boring routine but it's actually a very colorful mug and it's 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 really something where you really enjoy sitting down using your pen and so what what do you do after you have your list for the day i think every morning then is a joyful morning when i have the list of my day i am normally i take a sip of coffee And then I go to my bedroom and put on the clothes I prepared the evening before to make it more easy to be quicker in the morning. Normally after that, I put on some makeup. Probably I'll make one or the other call and then I'm just leaving the house. Yeah. So when people think about like, okay, my vision, it's still... It sounds very abstract for 2022. Okay, maybe making lists in the morning is not what I envision myself. How do you guide your clients to kind of like, okay, let's sit down, cut out what you what you like, but is there like any other mental tips you give them to like what to really look for? Like, I think you're looking for awareness. For awareness and slowing down everything. Because it gives you more time when you need exactly what your next step is. I need exactly, let's say, 15 to 17 minutes to get completely ready if I am in a hurry. But normally, my focus is on not being in a hurry, to enjoy my mornings because my mornings are mine. I am preparing myself for the day and how I prepare myself for the day is exactly how my day will be. Because when I'm already stressed out at 5.30, I cannot imagine what happens at 7.30 then. Yeah. And it personally gives me more flexibility because mm. I know exactly, okay, if I, If I'm in such a hurry that I cannot even make my bed, which I do in the morning, every morning, I forgot that I get up and jump in my favorite slippers, open the window, and then just let in a little bit of fresh air for about half an hour while I drink my coffee. And I heard about people just jumping out of their beds, jumping in their clothes, and then leaving the house. In a rush. <sighs> the I think I could not survive just one day like that. Yeah, I, I think that's really me. I think we're, we're really the two opposite ends of people you meet at a Kamari seminar. It's on one hand, people like you who were always tidy and loved routines and loved having things in order. And then there's people like me who are really like thriving in chaos. I never made my bed as a child, as a teenager, living by myself, like making my bed, I thought it was a waste of time. It's like, you do it every single day. Like these couple of seconds is lost. It's, it, it's completely useless. And funnily enough, my stepdad, he 
wanted me to do the bed in the mornings. For him, it was important that you make your bed, mm -hmm. even if the rest of the room looks horrible, the bed is made. And if I didn't make my bed, he flipped the mattress over okay. so that I had more. So that I really, it, yes, it took me more time <laughs> to do it. So that that's kind of like, I was basically, quote unquote, forced to make my bed so my mattress wouldn't get flipped over. Yeah. And then it takes more time in the evening to go to bed. So, but as soon as I moved out and lived by myself, I didn't make my bed. And it was only when I discovered this KonMari method that I understood the power of making your bed, the reasons why you should make your bed and how it changes your routine, how it changes your day, making as something simple as making your bed. It's really funny, but it's, I think so, somebody famous once said it's, it's the first win in the morning. If you make your bed, you already have a win. So it's kind of like winning your day. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, I think making the bed is, it's not about making your bed. It's about the, the power And the attention you're paying by making your bed is that awareness to be in the present moment. It's not that I just take my pillow and my cover. It's about calming everything down, preparing it for the next time I'd like to use my wonderful bed, appreciating everything. It's the gratitude practice, right? We're grateful for this bed. We're appreciative. We kind of really connect with our surrounding, with our bed, which yeah. is basically, I think, important thing to know about the KonMari method is really to appreciate your space, appreciate yeah. your home, getting supported, because that's where we recharge our energies is the yeah. space that we recharge and the bed especially at night it's where we recharge so we care for the bed we treat it with love and respect and i mean you do treat yourself with with more love and respect then as well because you're paying more attention onto yourself what do i need when do i need it what i'm interested in When would I like to do that? You appreciate the time you have. Yeah. Do you see other transformations while working with clients? Like how does tidying affect other aspects of their lives? It's every aspect is touched by the method because your focus is on yourself and you are not watching what everybody else is doing your attention is completely on yourself and therefore you're taking the energy and use it for yourself instead of just spreading it around with a moody face and without nagging he's putting his socks always here and my, my daughter is always doing that she's always doing that and she's untidy I think that is really really one of the main points that the situation comes completely down, for example, in a family, if the mom is always complaining, that gives a lot of tension to all of their relationships between mom and kids, kids and um, husband, husband and mom. So if you are a couple and there's always a lot of tension because one person is not tidy and The other person is completely tidy and the tidy person is always complaining about the untidy person. The potential for a fight or for a conflict or for a misunderstanding is very likely. And if you just focus on yourself, you're taking this energy and use it for yourself so that the situation can relax, the tension can just move away and everything calms down. This is what I really observe every day. And people are happier. I mean, I have clients with, with smaller children. And what happened to me was that a client just called me 
just to let me know that her five-year-old daughter took one of the kitchen drawers, had a look and said, oh, mommy, Alice will not be happy. What a mess. <laughs> Do you think does going through the method, what you observe with clients, tidying their homes, does it affect other parts of their lives outside the home, like career change or marriage? Often, very often, because you you get to know yourself much better. I mean, I I saw split ups. I saw changing their jobs. I saw people moving without planning to move. I think every aspect of your life is really touched by the method because you change your mind. Yeah. It's all about that, that changing mindset. Yeah. And when I first read this title, you said it spoke to you, the life-changing magic of tidying up. I thought, oh my God, how corny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh God, no. And then I, I read it anyway. And afterwards I was like, oh, this title is so on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's really life-changing. It is somehow magic. And it's just by simply tidying and confronting yourself through touching your own stuff. I think that the biggest difference between the KonMari method and just normal tidying is that if you tidy it the KonMari way, you will do it just once in your lifetime. This is not a daily tidying routine. This is a declutter marathon. I would describe it. Yeah. And that's a difference. It's a festival, as she calls it, because a festival lasts several days. It's not just a party, which usually... <laughs> several months sometimes. Several months, but don't be discouraged. Good things. No. Don't be discouraged. Also, when you mentioned people splitting up or, you know, moving without wanting to move at the first place. But I think you really get to the core of who you are and starting leading a more authentic life. And I think, yeah, especially for gifted people and people who are masking, you know, this kind of putting on a persona for society mm -hmm. in your own walls, in your space, you can be who you are. Like exactly at the bottom of who you are. And sometimes we don't even know who we are. We, we've been trying to please everybody around us. So we actually never really sat down and really tried to figure out who we are. And then there's the simple method, as you say, simple, but not easy of tidying up. And it gets you really closer to understanding who you are. Yeah, and, and to understand how many roles you do play every day, how many different masks you have. A friend of mine told me whenever he comes home, he just takes off his mask and hung it away. And I think this is really, really a good picture. Also to see you do play so many roles. You're a daughter, you're a partner, you're a biologist, you're a friend. You do have so many roles. With every role, society has different expectations on you. Exactly. And I think therefore it's so difficult to be authentic, to, to live an authentic life and to be clear with yourself, to know yourself. Yeah, you do not have only good sides. You also have bad sides, dark sides. And you need to accept and appreciate these parts of yourself as well. Otherwise, you do not love yourself. Otherwise, you're always criticizing yourself. But I mean, nobody is perfect. So why sh you should be. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Alice, <laughs> for telling me this. So is there anything else you wish people knew? Something you wish you knew earlier? Something you wish people just know about tidying or anything else? I think this is two things. Try the KonMari method, try tidying, and uh, you will live a happier life. And I think the other thing is a text of a song. The song is called We Are Family by Sister Sledge. 
and they do sing have faith in you and the things you do oh thank you where can people find you if they want to learn more about you where can they find you well i do have a homepage it's conali.ch um, i'm on instagram i'm on facebook so i think they can easily connect Thank you so much for sharing your insights, for coming, for joining. It has been a long time due because we connected. And obviously, once I discovered that topic of gifted adults, you also were like, hmm, that's something <laughs> you're still a little bit embracing. Yeah, I'm happy to add something. I mean, I would have never thought that I will find myself here in that interview for a podcast for gifted people because I never thought that I am gifted in any ways. <laughs> so that was really, how to say, your idea that I could be also gifted because you do surround yourself with people that are like you. Exactly. So when I told you, Alice, I found this topic, I think you might be one of us. What was your first reaction And how did you then explore this topic? The first reaction was, um, are you sure? Really? That was the day we went on the walk. Do you remember? I remember. When you took the book with you and I was like, no, do you really think so? And then uh, we just had a little glimpse in the book and you read out two or three points and examples what gifted means because gifted to me was always oh yeah that's a very high IQ or a painter or an actor or some somebody like that me never ever no I really found that out I think through through the book and through that key points they mention and I think my biology definitely reflects who I am because I have always done a lot. I'm interested in nearly everything. I always felt like a misfit in my life. I always had mm, the impression that people do not understand what I mean. And I always felt completely unhumorous because I do not laugh about the same things other people are laughing about. So I always felt like an outsider and I have never thought about being normal. It was always completely clear to me that I am different, but I have not known in which way I am different. And since I know that I am a highly sensitive person and that I'm multi-talented or gifted or however you would like to name it, it feels different because it feels like there are people understanding my problems. I'm not the only person. And that feels really, it's like, um, it's completely different because it has so much to do with self-esteem And now that I know who I am, I feel much better in myself. It's empowering, isn't it? It is. Oh, I'm so happy to have also led you on this path of self-discovery on top of the KonMari method, finding out what makes you happy, but also finding out sometimes also why certain things make you happy. I yeah. think the why part is only answered once you dig into the giftedness. I think that the why part is the was the biggest sign for me because I was not the person answering a question. I was always a person that asked why, but why? It has to have a reason. Tell me. More questions. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not that uh, superficial was my conclusion, but that I'm just gifted. No, that never came to my mind. And I think you you mentioned before, now I just remembered that 
conversation as well. Like you also loved to talk as a child in the classroom. Like me, I, I was always talking oh, yeah. and it was always reflecting badly on me. I was always scolded by teachers, but nobody ever asked why this kid talks no. so much. <laughs> she, she, she's the chatterbox. She's chatting all the time. Okay. So yeah, we just sent here out of the room in front of the door. Yes. Thank you so much. I spent half of my younger childhood in front of the door. <laughs> That's how we got punished in Switzerland. You get yeah. sent in front of the door. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And I think people got inspired for 2022 to take action, even in a situation where we're still dominated by this pandemic. But your own space is something you can really take charge of you can really make this space your own you can be on top of things you can really make a difference you can go and declutter your closet if you're inspired and if you need help you can reach out to Alice exactly and if you're not trying it you will never know how it is yes thank you so much thank you Nadia bye-bye bye so as you see, there's so much to talk about in this topic, and we only scratched the surface. There's so much more to this method, and I hope I inspired you to get yourself a vision for 2022 to really hone in who you want to be this year and also to try out. Like, don't take it too seriously. It's also a little bit of kind of like, yeah, trying out and see what works and take what, what you like from this episode and let everything else go. So sometimes we also do need a little bit of chaos in our lives, especially when we want to be in a creative state. So only being in a sterile environment is not really helpful and a bit of chaos can be very inspirational. So my favorite book is called Messy, How to Thrive in a Tidy-Minded World by Tim Hartford. And I will also provide the link in the show notes. So if you want to figure out like, okay, when is chaos actually something that is positive And when can being in a tidy space be supportive of my needs? Uh, I can highly recommend this book. There's also an audio version available. And it's just very entertaining. I laughed out loud. So I can really highly recommend the audio version of this book. And the topic of tidying and creative messiness inspired me to write my essay actually for a university course I took a couple of years ago. And I see if I can also link that onto the show notes here. And the reason I love the Marie Kondo method is because it's not about living in this space sterile household, right? It's really unless you really want to, and that sparks joy for you. But it's really about choosing intentionally what and also who you want to surround yourself with and to make decisions based on your personal joy factor. So it's really choosing what you want to keep in your life and then letting go of all the rest. So yeah, I really encourage you to figure out what sparks joy for you, how you want to spend your days in 2022. And if you're a gifted or twice exceptional woman or identify with the women experience in society, then I invite you to join our private Unleash Monday community. This community is hosted on a Mighty Networks, which means it's away from social media. So free from advertisement and free from other distraction. It is a safe and somebody mentioned brave space. I really love that. So it's a safe and brave space for personal development and to find like-minded women on your journey to discovering who you are and who you want to be as a gifted or twice exceptional adult. And yeah, we cover topics every month and we meet on Zoom. So it's a really small but very, very amazing community. So the link can be found on the website at unleashmonday.com. And if this episode inspired you or helped you in any way, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen. Rate and leave a written review or even share it with a friend who you think will get inspired as well. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I see you in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>